Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is Global Impact Visionary Leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. It's an honor again to be here with you this week. I am excited to share this message with you. The title that came in yesterday was Five Promise Married Intentions for Conscious Businesses. And it's all designed to impact change. Now, when it comes to conscious businesses, I find that there is, you know, there's entrepreneurs, their businesses, corporations, any, this could actually be applied to any business, but also it can be applied to your life. So how do you live your life? What intentions do you live by? What promises do you live by? And I want you to explore and find a way to relate it to your life as opposed to figuring out, as opposed to tuning out and saying, well, it doesn't apply to me if I don't have a business. That's not it at all. I'm going to apply it based on conscious businesses or entrepreneurship, but you can put it toward any aspect of your life. Really, you can have these promise married intentions with relationships. You can have promise married intentions in, in your family you can have it in your job. It doesn't matter. Friendships, whatever you want to, whatever aspect of your life, you can apply what I'm going to teach you today. And I'm going to share it based on the five promise married intentions that I hold for my clients, my community, my memberships, for all of you, for those listeners that tune into my radio show, those that come to my YouTube channel, wherever you come and find me, However you connect with me, I hold these five promises to be sacred. And this is what I live and breathe and stand in, in everything I do. So today I'm going to share from that perspective, and I'm going to invite you as usual to take what resonates and leave the rest behind and trust that if it's meant to come back in, you'll listen to it again. If you're meant to receive another piece, it'll come in in some way or another, or maybe it'll come in in another avenue as a second reminder or a third reminder. That's always the universe's way of kind of giving us confirmation. So being wide open to anything, attached to nothing, and deeply curious is a perfect recipe to enter life in general, but also just to, to come and listen to the show so that you can receive what you're meant to receive. And what you're meant to receive is, is always purposeful. So today, let's take a, just a pause. I want you to take a pause and breathe. And I just want you to reflect on your life for a moment. Just take a, some deep breaths. And if you're able to close your eyes, I'm going to invite you to do so, so you can bring your awareness inward. And just take a moment to check in. So I want you to see that these weekly episodes are an opportunity to pause and tune in. It's a check-in point for your spirit, for your soul, for your heart. It's a check-in point for you to pause and really go inward. 
A lot of times the work I do is inviting people to go inward and then go deeper. Not everybody's ready to go inward and not everybody's ready to go deeper. So just know that I will meet you in your humanness. I will honor you where you are. I will accept you in whatever capacity you're able to, to heal or whatever capacity you're able to receive. And at the same time, I'm going to remind you of your divinity. I'm going to remind you of the truth of who you are. Everything I do, it holds these intentions. It holds these promised married intentions. Whether it's me at the grocery store or whether it's me on a radio show or whether it's recording a video or posting, whatever it is, I always have these clear intentions held. When we are able to operate from that place of clear intention, it's, it's kind of like it's uh, our why, why we're here and why we're doing the work we're doing, or why we're showing up in the way that we're showing up. It, everything for me evolves around this. Everything evolves around the why, why am I doing this work? And, and the work I'm doing is about inspiring and empowering healing and awakening. It's about helping people heal everything that they need to heal so that they can awaken to the truth of who they are. Now, the truth is we don't actually need healing. It's actually only at the level of the mind that we believe we do. So therefore I meet you in that place I remind you and I guide you and I direct you and I support you and I take my hand and I place my hand in yours and, and walk with you. I sprinkle insights and guidance, whatever it is that needs to happen. I illuminate your path so you can see the path you're meant to take. Whatever role I'm meant to play in your life, I'm willing to play it because I live and breathe healing and awakening that's what it's all about it's about it for me it's about the work i do in the world and everything i put out has a potential for healing and awakening if i put a book out it's infused with healing energy it's my intention behind everything i do that that shifts and makes a difference in how that's received or how the the potential it holds Recently, I've been doing on the on this one platform, I'm part of the trainers for the Eclectic Entrepreneurs. And on that platform, I'm doing the Connection to Abundance call. And I was talking about our, our ability to connect to abundance and our intention behind money, money coming in and money going out. And I was talking about blessing money as it comes in and blessing money as it goes out. So everything that exchanges my hands physical hands or metaphorically through me some way through my life in some way, I infuse it with love. It's just what I do. And there are times where I'm met with great resistance and there's times where I have my own resistance show up and I'm still doing my work. However, my intention is always about healing that the deepest possible level for me and supporting others to heal at the deepest possible level for them 
so that we can all stand up inside of ourselves and be the messengers we're meant to be in the world in the way that we're meant to be it at this time. That requires us to heal anything and everything that's blocking us from believing in ourselves or blocking us from standing up inside of ourselves. It's, it's designed to remove all of the blocks at the level of the mind, all of the beliefs, all of the thoughts, all of the programming. It's a real process of unwinding and unschooling and unprogramming. As we unlearn all of these things, we can actually then stand in the truth with a capital T. And even that truth will change and shift and evolve based on our level of awareness, based on our level of consciousness. So for some of you that are living in life by design still, there's a more of a human kind of interaction. There's more of a human, your, your humanness is kind of still leading the way in some ways. It still feels like it's in charge in some ways. When we shift from life by design to life by divine, we're really allowing the divinity to work through us as us. And it's a deeper surrender. So we're offering over every aspect of our life. When we create these promise married intentions, intentions are really powerful tools to bring the mind in alignment with the knowing in the heart. And when we make a promise, then what we're doing is cementing that intention. And I always, there's two places to make promises. I have to go here first. There's two, two places to make promises. We can make a promise from a place of fear, or we can make a promise from a place of love. Those fear-based promises are infused with ego and are limited and come with conditions, come with attachments, and are not clean. And this can include people-pleasing and a whole array of things. Caring disguised, uh, caring disguised as love, which is fear disguised as love. Caring in the form of worrying, caring in the, in the form of what others are going to think or not think, feeling sorry for people, having, being in sim sympathy versus empathy. Sympathy makes them more of a victim. Empathy helps you understand where they're coming from and hold space for their emotions and hold space for their experience without judgment. But you don't feel sorry for them. You don't need to feel sorry for them. Because seeing them as a victim is actually not helping. It's, it's placing them in fear, your own fear around their circumstances. So our promises and our ten intentions can come from fear, and even fear disguised as love and caring. Or they can come from loving guidance, from the divine within us, from spirit. When we can make a clear promise married intention the potential it holds is immeasurable and the impact it carries is profound so the invitation today is to listen to my five 
promise married intentions and to be open to your own coming in. And maybe you just have one, maybe you just have two that you're going to sit with and practice and, and integrate, or maybe you just listen and, and with a curious mindset and, and, and those promise married intentions come in later for you, whatever it is for you. The goal is, the intention is, I say tend not to set goals, the intention is to be wide open to what you're meant to hear today and to recognize that when you are operating from a place of love, whether it's through a business, in a relationship, out in the world, day-to-day tasks, whatever it is, when you are coming from love, you're extending love in the world. And even if you're met with fear or met with resistance, if you meet fear with love, love expands. If you meet fear with fear, fear expands. Really important to understand. So when we can stand in these promise married intentions, knowing that they're coming from love, knowing that they're divine guidance, then we can actually have a greater impact in the world, more of a greater positive impact in the world. And this is going to allow us to uplift humanity. And it may be uplifting humanity one person at a time, one heart at a time, or it might be you lifting up a group at a time or a community at a time, whatever it looks like. We each have our own specific role to play around it. So let's dive into my five promises, my promise married intentions. And I I use the promises and intentions together intentionally. And the reason is because a promise holds real mm, integrity and authenticity and honesty behind it, but it's also a really solid commitment. And then intention holds a great potential, especially when it comes from love. So I love the two together. So my first promise with all of my clients, with my communities, with all of you, everybody who's listening, everybody who picks up my books, whatever avenue you find me or hear me or read my words, the messages that come through me, I always say, I promise I won't tell you what you want to hear but I promise to tell you what you need to hear. Sometimes what you need to hear is what you want to hear. And sometimes what you need to hear is not what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear anyways. And the reason I do that is because I'm following the divine guidance that comes through me. And there's times where I have clients that are coming to me with a question And wanting an answer around something and I tune in and I get guidance for them and the guidance that comes through I share and if they don't want to hear that then they ask me the question again and I check in and I get the guidance and it's the same usually the same guidance that comes in sometimes the guidance will change depending on where they are at and what they need to hear might shift and change day to day or week to week but generally if a client is coming to me for an answer around something and that's not what they need. There's something, another question they need to be asking or there's another direction they need to be looking. I am willing to hold steady 
and hold that intention to deliver the message the way they need to hear it in the moment that they need to hear it. And it's not always what they want to hear. So some clients have resistance to what I'm saying. Some clients don't agree with what I'm saying. Sometimes they, they plug their ears and then they do a little like, la, 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 I can't hear you kind of feeling. I'm going to deliver the message anyways. There's a big difference between me, little Sue, my human Sue, my human self, giving advice, giving information and sharing and the divine guidance that's coming through me, through my humanness, from the divinity, from the divinity, which is all of us. We're all connected to that divinity. So the messages I'm getting are actually for them in the way that it's meant to be because it's coming from the same source. It's just the message isn't getting to them, so it's coming through me. Just because they're not getting the message doesn't mean they're going to want to hear it through me, though, either. So I need to hold steady and I need to really trust. That's why I, I really deeply trust the guidance. And I know that whatever's coming through is for everyone's high, highest good, including them, including me. So I deliver the message in the way that it's meant to be delivered. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, it never always was that way before I would deliver the message. And if they didn't like the message, I would second guess or I would doubt it. And then I would maybe give some advice or give some other information that might be added. But what I started to see over the years is that by doing that, by giving a little bit more than what was guided or adding on my own personal advice, it became me feeding their fear. It was me feeding their ego and in a way empowering their ego. So I had to learn how to really hold steady and stand strong in this is the guidance I'm getting. This is the way I'm meant to deliver it. How you receive it, I can support you in receiving it. But unless you say yes to receive it, unless you're willing to do something with it, unless you're willing to follow up and do the heart work, there's not much more I can do. So there's times where I actually had to let some clients go because their ego kept showing up and wanting more. And I wasn't willing to feed the ego more than what I was receiving for the guidance for them. And it's in those moments where I don't judge. I just allow, and I can understand where they're coming from. I've had my own resistance to, to certain guidance and certain things. And at the same time, I need to free them and free me because at that point, then if they're not willing to follow up on the heart work, or if they're not willing to do, do the integration work or to dig in underneath and do the work that I'm assigning to them, then it's time for me to free them to find another way and free myself actually too, to really focus on the clients that are saying yes to doing the work, even if they don't understand, even if it doesn't make sense, even if they resist. There's clients and members that are actually willing to do the work. So when I tell people that I promise to, I won't tell you what you want to hear, but I will promise to tell you what you need to hear. There is, I'm, I'm very, it's a non-negotiable now. I remember one time I was working with one client 
And I was really standing solid in that. I started, this is where I really learned this message. I really started to stand solid in it. And she was resisting and resisting. And she's like wanting something more and wanting something more. And every time I would say something, it's like, nope, that's not what I want. Nope, that's not what I want. And she kept wanting to hear something different. And finally, toward the end of the call, I, I didn't catch myself right away, but I went to giving some additional information. And I know it wasn't guided because afterwards I felt icky about it. I was like, oh, that wasn't guided. That didn't feel good. And I got off the phone with her and I ended up responding, uh, sending an email saying, hey, by the way, in our session, I was clear, I was clear, I was clear. The last two minutes, I was not clear. That was me giving advice. That was me trying to help you. That was me wanting to save you, whatever it was. It wasn't clean. So I, I, I owned up to it. And interestingly, her response was, out of the whole call, that was the part that resonated the most. And I knew in that moment that our relationship had maximized and I can't, I couldn't work with her anymore because she didn't want to hear everything that was guided before that. She only wanted to hear that part of me that wanted to come and rescue her and give her the information that she wanted. And that was ego. So that was ego meeting ego and feeding her ego. And I knew in that moment that it wasn't serving. So we ended up dissolving the, the coaching relationship. So this is, this is the, I've learned so much from this promise, married intention, that I've come to the point where it's like non-negotiable. And if I do catch myself saying something that's not guided, I will own up to it and I will contact my client after the fact or at the moment say, actually, what I just said was, was not, not guided. And it doesn't happen very often anymore. It used to happen more as I was practicing that divine discernment, but it doesn't happen so much anymore. But I'm willing to take ownership for that. And that's part of me doing my, continuing to do my own work so that I can be the clearest possible channel always. That's my intention, always, because I know I'm serving the highest level for everyone when I'm, when I'm that clear channel. Number two. So the first one is, I promise I won't tell you what you want to hear. I will tell you what you need to hear. Number two is radical honesty plus compassion. I will call people on their stuff. I will help them identify when their ego is hijacking them. I will call them on their spiritual ego if it's all guided, I will follow the guidance and I will do what is necessary to deliver that message in the way that they can most receive it, best receive it, although they don't always like it. Again, I'm so committed to delivering the message and to helping them see what they need to see when they need to see it. And sometimes that requires courage to be able to call someone on their stuff when they're standing so solid and I'm right. It's not easy. It takes courage. It takes bold bravery. And it also takes um, divine discernment because I, I need to make sure that what I'm saying is clean and guided and not filter through my own ideas or preferences or opinions I need to make sure that I put my own personal preferences, my own personal opinions and or judgments 
even my observations aside so that I can really deliver the message in the way that it's meant to be delivered. So radical honesty for me is not brutal honesty. It's about sometimes people need to hear things that, that, that is hard to hear. And I know for me, when I was unwinding from my spiritual ego, when I was doing my ministry training, that full year was all about unwinding my spiritual ego and making sure that it, that it was that there was no ego left in the picture toward the end of the program. And what I recognize is every time the facilitator, the person that was walking me through the program, would call me on my spiritual ego, I got defensive, I got frustrated, I got angry, I was like, no, that's wrong, you don't, you don't see that, that's not right, that's not what I'm doing. And even though I felt resistance in the moment, and she was being radically honest with me, because it's, you know, when you're bumping up against someone's spiritual ego, it's not a pretty sight. And when I would go away from the call and kind of reflect, I was so committed to healing. I was so committed to being radically honest with myself that I was willing to look in and underneath it. I was willing to hear what she was saying and try it on in a whole bunch of different ways. Not just one way, try it on. Nope, doesn't fit, throw it away. I tried it on in this situation. I tried it on in another situation. I, I brought it in in this visit. How does it fit here? Because I knew my reaction, my trigger, my defense was up. So I knew there was something underneath. And whether what she was saying was absolutely accurate, what she was doing was pointing to something within me that was defending, that was reacting, that was that needed to be exposed. So the radical honesty and compassion combined is essential because we need to have compassion. There's, you know, there's a, a level of resistance and programming that we're, we're working with here that is so deeply ingrained in our minds that we need to have compassion. We need to have understanding. There's going to be times where my clients, my members are going to be willing to look at stuff. And then there's going to be times where they're not. And I just need to meet them where they are and meet them again where they are and then meet them again where they are in each moment. And each time gently nudging them and poking and prodding maybe a little bit, making it, it might be a little bit uncomfortable because sometimes I'm poking on some old wounds or I'm, I'm really banging on the door that, you know, that stronghold of defense that they have in place. So it's not always easy for them. It's not always easy for me, but it's a promise married intention that I hold because I know when I support people at that depth, at that level and create an understanding in their mind and help them unwind how their ego is embedded fear and how it's hijacking love. When I can help them at that level, I've seen it over and over and over again that it's absolutely worth it. So I'm willing to do the challenging work. I'm willing to look like the bad guy. I'm willing to look like the one that's poking at your wounds. And at the same time, I'm going to do that with a level of compassion that allows you an opening in the mind to consider there's some truth in what I'm sharing. And that's where I was able to actually 
start to unravel from my spiritual ego because I was open at the level of the mind to consider that there was some truth in what was being shared with me and what was being pointed out to me. So radical honesty with um, my clients, my members, but I'm also practicing radical honesty with myself. And that's an important practice for everyone. So I'll talk about radical honesty, but I, I need to do a, probably a whole episode on radical honesty because there's a whole practice around that and a real difference between brutal honesty and radical honesty. There's a lot of brutal honesty going on right now and it's not sprinkled with compassion. It's actually sprinkled with judgment and fear and violence and anger, resentment, projections. So there's a very, very, diff very different experience, brutal honesty and radical honesty. Radical honesty must come with compassion. The two must go hand in hand in order to really be able to get in underneath these layers and heal the fear and how the ego's really hijacking us. It requires compassion toward self and compassion toward others. And if we want to even add a little bit of understanding, we can also see that there's times where our own egos are going to have us so convinced that we're right and that others are wrong or what they're saying doesn't make sense and it's not me and that's not, it's not it. I don't need to look there. There's nothing wrong here. Anytime you're in defense, there's something for you to look at. Anytime you're triggered in any way, shape or form, there's something underneath that for you to look at. If someone says something and it's water off a duck's back, like genuinely water off a duck's back, it doesn't resonate on any level. It doesn't trigger anything. There's no emotional charge. Then it doesn't resonate. Then it's not, then it's, then you don't need to look at that. But any trigger, any emotional charge, small or big, means that there's something there for you to look at, something underneath it. And it can be related or unrelated to what the, the situation is or what the conversation is. So the first two, I won't tell you what you want to hear, but I promise to tell you what you need to hear. The second one, radical honesty and compassion, radical honesty with myself and radical honesty with everyone. Now, the, I'm, I'm going to go into the other three, three pieces. We're going to first take a break. I want to take a quick break. And as you're taking the break and you're kind of reflecting, I want you to pause and consider what are some of your promised married intentions? What are some things that you hold really true, new, true, true to your heart? What do you value in your life? What do you really stand for? And how can you take those values and those things that you stand for and create promise married intentions for your relationships or for other aspects of your life? So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'll share more about these promise married intentions. We'll be right back. Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique, unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. 
Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance, including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine, and I am your host, Sue DeMay. Today, I've been talking about five promise married intentions for conscious businesses. And again, this is basically with the intention to impact change. So you can take these five promise married intentions and use them in your own life. You can take them, tweak them, change them, create your own, whatever feels good for you. Make sure that it's guided and that you kind of have spirit beside you and love kind of leading the way around this because ego would love to create some promises and make you feel like you don't keep those promises, make you feel inadequate, make you feel guilty, all those kinds of things, or create pressure to deliver and feel a sense of responsibility. So these need to be driven by love as love with love. So it's really important where they come from needs to be clearly guided from the heart as opposed to the ego making this stuff up because the ego would love to make stuff up and make you feel bad for not delivering or not adhering to your promised married intention. So the first two I was talking about before the break, the first one is I won't tell you what you want to hear, but I promise to tell you what you need to hear. And then the second one was about combining radical honesty and compassion and we can even add understanding in that as well. And what we are able to do with that is, is being able to meet people in their humanness and understand where they're coming from, have some compassion for where they're at, and at the same time, be able to be radically honest with them to help them see what they need to see. Now, I'm just going to share going around and being radical, honest, radically honest with everybody in your life is not going to work. If you're trying to coach or heal someone that you're, you have no business coaching or healing, it's not, it's not going to work. You need to be guided around this. It's really important that you follow guidance. There's times where I'm meant to work with people and then there's times where I'm not. So there's times where I'm meant to share something with somebody and then there's other times that I keep my mouth shut. I used to always want to help everyone heal and everyone see the truth and everyone see the light, but that doesn't work because if... If I'm actually not guided to support that person, then I'm not serving. So trying to help everybody and coach everybody and heal everybody and be radically honest with everybody is not serving. You need to focus on who you're guided to work with, how you're guided to support people. That's of service. That's the highest service. That's divine service. That's not you deciding. That's not life. We're talking about life by design there where you're deciding that you need to help everybody heal or you need to help everybody see or you need to coach people or, or heal people. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. Life by divine is allowing the divinity that is serving everyone everywhere all together all at once to work through you as you 
in whatever way, whatever capacity you're meant to. That's about following the guidance, following your heart and trusting your intuition to support those you're meant to support and keep your mouth closed when you're not meant to say something. And that is hard for those that are really wanting to help people that really, 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 really want to help people. Especially in the beginning for me, it was really hard to close my mouth and zip it. But I recognize that when it's guided, it's serving. When it's not guided, it's not helpful. So there's a difference between advice giving and divine guidance. And my choice is always to align with the divine guidance. So number three, I promise, my promise married intention is to help my clients expose what is hidden, to shine light on their blind spots. This is what I call the gift of divine discernment. When I'm able to divinely discern what's hidden underneath or what's behind their words or what energy there is being held behind their actions, what leftovers are there, I can tune into the energy of an emotion that's, that's unresolved or unfelt or unexpressed, that's buried. I can tune into trauma that's there. A lot of times people get upset about something and they think it's because of the situation that's in front of them. And it's usually because life is bumping up against one of their leftovers. And sometimes those leftovers are in their blind spots. We can't see them ourselves. So we need someone sometimes from the outside who's looking at it from a different perspective or who's intuitive, who can shine light on what we really need to see. And when I do that, I obviously meet that person in their humanness. I meet them in their emotion, in their trauma, in in whatever capacity they need me to. And I empower them and I show them how to heal that piece. So I walk them through it. So I shine light on it to create awareness and then I help them walk through it. Divine discernment and exposing those blind spots, shining light on them. Again, you need to be guided around it. If you're not meant to show that person something, then zip it. Close your mouth. Mind your business. It Mind your spiritual business. If it's not guided for you to help someone, it's not helpful. So just trust that they'll get the message in another way. Or maybe it's a, a matter of timing. So you have the gift of divine discernment is sometimes a matter of timing as well. Because sometimes I'll hear and I'll get information about people, but I'm not guided to say anything at the time. So I'm always really obedient around the timing, delivering the message. And what I've noticed a lot of times is I'll get insights, I'll get pictures, I'll get an understanding for me as a human to then be able to meet them in their humanness and then help them with the healing at another time. So sometimes it's a matter of divine discernment around timing and delivering the message as well. So it's important for me to hold that mission, uh, that promise married intention as well. Number four, I promise not to enable, but to empower. I noticed it back in the earlier days of my work, I, I, really wanted, I believed that everybody needed what I had and everybody, I could heal everybody in the world. And if only everybody could come and experience what I had, then everybody would be healed. But that's not true. Not everybody needs me. And in fact, everybody is meant to, to have their own path of healing. And some people will be guided to me and some people won't. Some people will be guided to another healer or another coach or another 
a book or another song, whatever it is. And it's not always me. That's the one. So when I recognized that, that it's not always me, then I, then I didn't feel like I had to kind of take everybody under my wing and save them. I recognize that those that are meant to come will come and, and they'll stay as long as they're meant to stay. And then I need to free them. So I couldn't hold people, hold on to people going, okay, you need me. I didn't want people to need me and rely on me. I wanted to empower them to heal, give them the tools, give them the insights, shine light on what they need to shine light on, but then also then release them and free them to find their own way and to do their own healing. So it shifted over the years. There was a part of me before it was disguised as caring so much about people. That was the ego disguised as caring. And that worry about other people doing it on their own and them meeting me became a big pressure for me. But also it, I saw how it would actually enable them to rely on me for their answers, for you know, to, to get the guidance and I can't hear my guidance. I need you, Sue. I need you to, I need you to hear for me. And I said, I kept saying, I kept realizing, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of pressure you're putting. I feel like I'm putting on myself. And at the same time, that's a lot of pressure they're putting on me in a way, relying on me. So I shifted from the idea of enabling people to empowering them. And I want them to, I want to empower you to be able to do a lot of this work on your own. I want to empower people to be able to get in underneath their layers and recognize that they're not always upset for the reasons that's showing up. And that if they're willing to actually go in and feel and get in underneath their triggers and use the resistance as a, a point of tuning in, then I can empower them to do some of the exploration work themselves. Now, Having said that, there's times where they will need to lean on me. There's times where I lean on my coaches and the healers that I work with. There's times where I simply can't see it myself and I'm not meant to see it myself. I'm meant to work with somebody and I follow the guidance and they support me and I can see what I need to see. And then I thank them and I go on my merry way. When it comes to working with me, sometimes my clients will lean hard on me. Sometimes I literally feel like I'm almost carrying them but it's only for a short period of time until I can actually get them on their own two feet and go, okay, now you can do this on your own. So sometimes they need to lean hard. Sometimes they need to like almost be carried. And then other times they'll need to borrow my belief in them. And because, because I see everyone as capable, I see everyone as able to heal themselves and able to wake up to the truth. that They don't even need healing, but I see where they're at in their humanness and I meet them there to help them recognize that we don't need anyone, that we have the ability, our innate ability to heal ourselves and to come to the truth of who we are on our own. And at the same time, we're not meant to do it by ourselves. So we don't need anybody to recognize the truth of who we are but we're meant to heal in community. We're meant to lean on the other people every once in a while, but it's more of an interdependence experience, not a codependency. It's not about enabling them to keep relying on me for the answers because the same spirit, the same divinity, the same spirit, the same messages, the same source where I get all my messages, you do too. 
I've cleared my channel in a way and, and my, it just happens to be the way my gift shows up in this world. This is my gift. This is me playing my role and someone singing music and someone writing a book or someone having a different way of, of delivering their gift to the world has just an essential, just as an essential role as I do. It just looks different. And it's easy to lean on somebody who we believe has all the answers for us. And the truth is, I have a clear channel to the, the somebody, nobody, the divinity, really, that has the same answers that you can access when you clear the channel. So my role is to help you clear the channel, to remove all the blocks in your mind, to change your programming, to help you unwind, to shine light on your blind spots, to, to show you where you need to heal and what you need to see and what you need to feel in order to come to that place of knowing and certainty within yourself so that you can deeply trust your own intuitive channel. And that intuitive channel will lead you and guide you to the people that you're meant to work with in the way that you're meant to work with them. That's the beautiful thing. But I don't want to be your channel for you. I want to empower you to find that channel for yourself, to clear that path for yourself so that you hear, feel, sense, and know your own intuitive divinity, your own intuitive knowing. And there's a lot of business models out there that foster that enabling pattern. And I've seen aspects, I've seen, I've seen my ego come in every once in a while and I've seen aspects of it coming in and I'll take a step back and I'll invite those that they need to take a step back as well. And we reevaluate what's going on. We get really clear and then we step back in clean. So if I see or if I sense the ego in, in any way coming in, I, I take a step back and I pause and I take a good radical honest look at it for myself and for whoever I'm working with. And I did this recently with my team in this last six months to a year, I've looked at my team of coaches and healers that were working with me and essentially went from eight coaches and healers. Now I have three core ones that are with me. Those other ones, I could have easily kept them going. I could have easily kept them, you know, working with me and, and, but something was off. I felt something off and it, there was a level of discernment we needed to practice. I invited everybody to take a step back. I invited everybody to reevaluate for themselves and to get clear and tune in for themselves. And those ones that I was guided that were going to leave, they got the same guidance and I, let, I, I invited them to, to, to be free. I, I basically, I freed them in my own mind. I freed them in their life to go and spread their wings in the way they're meant to and trust that their path is their path. They didn't need me anymore. I took them as far as I could. And that's a real gift. A gift for them and a gift for me. Because what it did is open up space for other individuals or other people that I'm meant to work with. So 
for me, building a community and kind of keeping people and holding them hostage and keeping them there and relying on me does not, is not guided. It doesn't feel good. It's all ego-based. It's all fear-based. I, I build a community that where people are free to come and they're free to go. And yes, certain things, you have a commitment. If you come into the Intuition Academy, your commitment is 10 to 11 months. <clears throat> the membership is monthly. And it's that way for a reason, because I want people to be able to come. And if they're guided to go, they go. They're free to come and go. And it's really important because I want them to honor their own guidance. And at the same time, I honor the guidance I receive for them. Sometimes I actually am guided to ask members to tune in and see if they're meant to stay in the community. And more often than not, when we actually get in underneath it, they actually get really solid and clear. Yes, I'm meant to stay. And I get really solid and clear. Yes, you are. Or we both get a really clear answer. It's time to release. It's time to let go of the community. It's time to free yourself and grow your wings and, and see, where, see where they take you. So that's, that's my, one of my biggest promises right now is, is not to enable, but to empower. It's so important for me. And it actually sustains me. If I'm carrying people that I'm not meant to carry, it actually feels like I feel, it feels heavy for me. And it feels like the ego's coming in and, and dragging me down, feeling responsible to, to carry people. And that's not how it's meant to be. Which brings me to the fifth promise, married intention, is I promise to be your mighty companion. Now, a mighty companion for me is someone who will walk beside you, hold your hand, take your arm, carry you if they need to, but only temporarily, and empower you to take the steps. They will be there to shine the light in front of you if you need to. If you can't see your path, there'll be a light shining in front of you. They'll hold that flashlight and say, this is the step. Take it. Let me take it with you. A mighty companion will go into the depth of your trauma and leftovers and emotions and meet you there with loving compassion, hold space for you so that you can heal at the deepest possible level and then walk you back out so that you feel empowered, so that you feel like you can do this and that you are able to overcome anything. Some of those wounds we have we need mighty companions. We need these compassionate witnesses. We need people to walk us in there because there's such a dense layer of fear to even go there ourselves. Sometimes we need those individuals that can hold that space for us and then walk us back out. When it comes to mighty companions, there's a big difference between someone helping you heal something that they have not healed themselves and someone supporting you in healing something because they've gone there themselves. A true mighty companion is always doing their own work. And I always look at it as a bridge. So I create these bridges and I do my own work. I create a bridge and then I look back, I put my hand out and say, okay, come on this way. I know how to do this. Let me show you. Let me show you to empower you. Not let me do it for you, but let me show you to empower you. That's a mighty companion. A mighty companion is also your biggest cheerleader. 
who will celebrate the miracles with you, who will walk beside you and honor you and see the truth of who you are and honor the miracles as they occur on your path as well. So a true mighty companion won't get jealous, won't feel inadequate, will be able to actually really see you and celebrate you no matter what it looks like. And that takes divine discernment because the ego loves to bring in jealousy. It loves to use that angle to make us feel like we're not doing enough, we're not doing it right, we're not good enough, all those kinds of things. That goes back to promise number two, which is radical honesty and compassion. In order for me to be a mighty companion for as many people as I am, I need to continue doing my own work. And anytime I'm triggered or anything, something, anytime something feels unclean, it feels like there's some fear or some ego in there, I look at it and I look at it as soon as possible. And I, so I get people that support me to help me look at it in the, in the times where I can't see it for myself. That's a true mighty companion. And that's about doing your own work and then helping others do their own work, supporting them, guiding them, directing them, holding their hand when they need it, walking beside them, carrying them a little bit of the way if they need to, but encouraging them to take the steps. So that's my five married, um, sorry, my five promise married intentions. And I hope that it gives you some different approach or perspective around what you can do to incorporate that into your world, into your life, whether it's through your business, entrepreneur, your heart work, your job, your relationships, your family, whatever it is. What is it that you can hold as a promise married intention for those that you are around in your life, but also to serve you as well so that you can stand really solid in the knowing that you're being of highest service to everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. And you're included in that equation. I want to thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. I see you. I honor you. I love you and I'm grateful for this time together. Until next week, namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heart, L-E-D, living.com. 